Today I'll be talking about feel. Riders with feel communicate well with their horse. Talented riders have feel. Many believe that you're born with it or not, and that's what differentiates those with talent and those without talent. I'm here to convince you that feel is a skill that can be developed and combining with that combining that skill with experience creates the talents and techniques that you acquire. And horses respect and seek that in their interactions with you. Welcome to my podcast and thank you for joining me today. I'm Suzanne DiStefano. I help riders find the subtle, precise adjustments in their position for big changes in their riding. How do you develop that all-elusive feel? Let me give you an example of how a teaching approach can help riders start the process of developing feel. When I first meet a student, many times I start by asking the rider how the horse moves their body. You can be moved side to side, forward back, up down, and any combination of those directions. My most recent new student, a beginner, sat fairly well but was a little too relaxed on the horse. So she was leaning a little back and slumped slightly in the saddle. At the walk, she was able to feel all the potential directions of movement in her her own movements. First side to side, then back and forth, and finally, with prompting, the more subtle up-down vertical movement. I asked her to then limit the front, back, and side to side movements and tried to move only up and down. This small shift in attention changed her posture. She sat taller, lighter, and stayed up with the forward movement of the horse. And because I want to encourage riders to sense differences, I asked her to explain the differences she felt. And what she said, she felt much more, much taller and much more upright. So rather than me telling her to sit tall, my request to change her intention changed her function. She gained so much more than simply following my directions to meet an ideal and please me. Not only was her posture better, she gained awareness and mindfulness and a sense of lightness and ease. The quality of her riding improved in multiple ways. She gained a sense of staying up with the motion of the horse rather than simply being a passenger. She found a position that will ultimately help her with unexpected moves. She was carrying herself, not depending upon the horse to support her. Rather, she was finding support from the horse and supporting herself. And one of the most important parts of riding well, I included her horse in the picture. In her picture. The first thing she did was sense her horse and herself. She went into a sensing mode in the moment, slowing down to sense what was happening in that moment. Here's a beginner noticing her horse in her very first lesson. So rather than telling riders what to do to somehow create an ideal seat on a horse, I guide them to notice what they are experiencing. By suggesting alternatives that direct their attention to how they are moving, they increase their capacity to learn and sense. Other strategies that draw attention to the sensations of riding are countless. 
From sensing how the forces of the horse's movement travel through the rider, the rider can make subtle adjustments to improve the quality of a sitting trot or canter. For example, sitting trots. Sensing the force traveling up to the base of the rider's neck, the rider is much more likely to stabilize her lower back, aligning the spine in a way that allows absorption of the trot forces in the upper spine and relaxing the shoulders. Those are components that help the rider develop that all-important, quiet, independent seat. It's hard to stabilize your lumbar region in the sitting trot, so it's, and it's usually the first discovery that helps riders feel more comfortable in sitting the trot. Trying to do it by bringing your belly to your back or tightening your abdominal muscles only creates more tension. By sensing the force traveling up to the base of the neck, it helps the rider relax her shoulders and that equalizes the muscular effort in the torso so there's not any area that's overly tense or loose. Most riders, if they're loose in the lower back, stabilize by tightening the shoulders and upper spine. Another example of noticing differences within their own bodies from noticing how one leg is, is compared to the other and how each contacts the sides of the horse, the rider can then be guided or guide themselves to developing more symmetry in their position. And yes, you can guide yourself. It's a big part of learning feel. You work with yourself first. Figuring out how to help yourself change you is a good way to start. Most riders don't have the opportunity to ride multiple horses a day. That's a situation that gives you enough time in the saddle that provides the opportunity to develop, to develop that all-elusive feel. Although there's nothing that replaces actual riding, I'm telling you that developing feel can start off the horse. And I'm sure you're wondering how that is. So develop the skills that are components of feel by working with yourself. It may not be the only way, but here's my suggestion. For me and my students, Feldenkrais Movement Lessons develop those skills that translate to the saddle, even if they don't seem to relate it at all. Sensing yourself in movement does more than improve your movement. You learn to remain in the now. That helps you address your horse in the present, in the now. It's not what you hope to accomplish, in other words, something in the future, but what your horse needs at that very moment. Feldenkrais lessons keep you in the present. They are process-oriented lessons that have you move with attention. When you move with attention, you sense the ease of movement. You explore variations, sensing differences in the quality of movement. You find what's easier. You find what's more functional and more powerful. You also hone your ability to sense or observe, thus noticing tiny clues. You notice potential in your horse's response, even if it's momentary. A glimpse of positive change that gives you information that you are on the right track. Those glimpses of improvement, those tiny moments, are clues. That's what builds your confidence and builds a foundation for further learning. Building confidence allows you to become curious. So you intuitively try subtle variations, setting yourself up to become 
even more aware and sensitive to you and your horse's movements. When you're curious, attentively listening, you quiet your tendency for over-analysis or desire to control everything. Now, analysis and seeking control are not necessarily bad habits or skills to have. They can be helpful, but they are time-consuming and inhibit possibilities. So finding more flexibility in your thinking, your ability to reflect upon your actions, your ability to sense your intuition, are the result of sensing and observing in the present. When you explore trying variations, mistakes become part of the process. You're building upon noticing more and more and focusing on the sensations, good or bad, You then don't focus on the failures as unforgivable permanent states that tend to become emotionally charged. They too become fleeting glimpses, just moments in time, simply information. Acceptance that your mistakes are simply information, not a reflection upon your worth, means you develop the ability to be kind with yourself. Replace your logical brain's desire for linear improvement. Instead, you become engrossed in the process, sensing what's happening, building on current skills, and breaking down problems into smaller pieces because that is what you do in Feldenkrais lessons. You learn those skills doing Feldenkrais. Ultimately, you become a cheerleader for your horse, and you become a cheerleader for yourself, supporting difficulties with empathy, with no need to squelch frustration or other negative emotions. Even with difficulties, you are staying in the now, quietly observing, sensing, and seeking differences. There's less doing and more sensing, so more feel. Here's an example of a basic movement that illustrates how attention changes movement. So sit on the edge of a chair with your feet flat on the floor. Reach forward like you're going to grasp something in front of you. Notice how far you reach with ease. Next, reach forward to grasp something in front of you, thinking of creating the movement, beginning the movement from your shoulder blade. How far do you reach now? And finally, reach forward with the sense of folding forward from your hips. Sensing how then you can slide your shoulder blade forward and reach. Now they all are the same movement, but with shifting your attention in various ways, the movement of the action changes. And so think of viewing your horse's movements from different perspectives, just as you did in reaching forward just now. Most riders visually focus on the shape of the horse's neck, thinking around neck is around horse. If instead, sense the shape of your horse's back, specifically if and where you sense the lift in the horse's spine. Is it behind the saddle or more forward, under your seat? Bring your attention to the sense of force created by the hind legs and how it travels forward. And yes, you can and should become that specific following the forces created by the hind legs. 
Does that force from the hind legs travel upward or down? What is the sense of the base of the horse's neck where it meets the trunk? Is that connection clear? All the way to the sense of the neck and the liveliness in the, with your connection with the horse's mouth. Think of your riding and how your horse moves in different ways builds your ability to sense. Too often you hear instructions such as more forward, rounder, or more bend, or other instructions for the rider. Sit tall, shoulders back, and the very common heels down. We've all heard that. All of them are vague and open to various interpretations, and you may interpret them well or you may not. If you can develop feel, you become more precise. You can sense what brings ease and function to your riding, ultimately trusting what you are sensing and what feels right. If you're only relying upon what your instructor says to do, it may be precise enough, but it may not. And I know I've had difficulty trying to interpret instructions, and many riders have shared with me the same thoughts. Words are imprecise. Often I would try my best to follow my instructor's directions, but too often with less than ideal results. Wouldn't it be wonderful to trust yourself to what feels right without needing outside approval? It doesn't mean you don't seek expert advice from instructors and trainers, but you can build your own skills to sense and feel and you will find it becomes a clearer collaboration with your trainer plus you gain much greater confidence in your own actions because you have improved your sense of what you're doing and you get better at accurately sensing what you're doing and how your horse is moving as a result you have built better feel for your horse you trust what you're sensing so in closing, let me review. There's several actions you can take to improve your feel. The first is to understand feel is a skill that can be improved and believe you can improve that skill. Next, commit and dedicate time towards building that skill on and off the horse. Practice and explore movements with attention. For myself and many of my students, Feldenkrais lessons are ideal. They are specifically de designed to do the just that. So move with attention. Work with a riding instructor that understands rider function and uses strategies that help you improve your position and help you sense your horse. This instructor can be your primary instructor or one that has specifically studied and developed the skills that help you build awareness of how you move and incorporates your horse to expand your picture. So that builds your sensory skills, helping you recognize slight differences in the quality of movement. Now that instructor can be an addition to your primary instructor. And my last suggestion for today, shift if you haven't already, how you view your horse. Ride and interact 
with your horse from the horse's perspective. Attentive to feedback from your horse. Slow down your corrections. Notice early positive and not so positive actions within yourself or your horse. Become creative and curious to explore. Reward quickly. Become your horse's cheerleader and be kind with yourself and your horse. That's all for today. If it pleases you, subscribe to my podcast. I do hope you found this helpful.